Hello and welcome to another episode of the Extraordinary Podcast. My name is Tobias. I'm your host. I'm also the founder of the Future Academy and Wonder Inc. And hey, uh, this is a mini series where I'll be releasing a few episodes from my signature program, Brand Mastery. Brand Mastery, if you're not familiar with it, is, I would say, in my opinion, which is obviously, you know, the truth, the most comprehensive program on brand building you will find online. It features 70 lessons, that's 70, 125-page workbook, a community, and everything you need to build a brand. And I'm talking building it in a strategic way that puts brand at the center of your business. Now, anyway, before I go on a rant and promote the program too much, I am going to introduce you to today's today's topic, which is the only strategy. By the way, if you can hear uh, some weird sounds in the background or wind or something, uh, it's because I'm sitting outside because of the corona lockdown. I've actually been able to move my family to a wonderful place, which today feels like paradise. I'm sitting outside. The sun is shining. Finally, the sun is out. It's really warm. I'm looking at the ocean right, you know, 10 meters in front of me. It's gorgeous out here. Anyways, this is um, especially nice after six or seven weeks indoors, <laughs> pretty much. Anyways, today I want to talk about the only strategy. And it's something, you know, if you're familiar with my content. Um, so the, yeah, okay, going back there one more time. So if you've been listening to any of my content, you might have heard me talking about the only strategy. It's a concept that I've developed or more specifically uncovered uh, during 15 years as a consultant, as a strategist, and really what got me thinking about the word only was when I read Martin Neumeier's great book called The Sag back in the day, and where he talks about uh, a positioning statement exercise, which is called the onlyness exercise. So I started digging into that and asking myself, you know, how do you actually take that further? How do you like implement that whole idea? And so uh, I started thinking about my my practices, my experience uh, as a brand strategist, brand and business strategist. And I started to think about what really has worked. And uh, I started to try different things. I even uh, commissioned the uh, University of Delft to conduct a research where we went out and asked hundreds and hundreds of consumers in the U.S. whether there was such a thing as an only choice brand. And what I mean by that is a brand which uh, you think there's really no substitute for. It's the only sort of viable choice for you. Maybe you can think of a brand like that in, in you know, any area of your life right now. Um, and most people actually have that kind of brand. There's something they don't want to substitute. You know, They might not call it a brand. They might just call it a product or a service. But in any case, it's something that really makes them want to go back to that same brand or business. And so... I call, you know, being the only choice, the only viable choice, the holy grail of business for the reason that, you know, you can only create revenue in three different ways. You can you can increase the number of customers that you have, you can make them buy more, or you can have them, they, they buy more from you, and that means volume. And thirdly, they can buy, um, you know, more often, or more specifically, I would call that buy more. And the third thing is, the third way is they can buy uh, more times from you, which means that they can buy, you know, um, okay. 
So the third way is that they can buy uh, many times from you, which means, you know, either more frequently or, you know, you can think of it also as the whole customer lifetime. So, for example, if you're selling someone on an insurance, and from what I've heard, uh, insurance companies are not profitable in the first even two years, uh, you know, they rely on you buying from them over a longer period of time because the margins are so thin and the client acquisition cost is so high in comparison to the the profit so in any case these are the three ways you can think about um about your uh, your business you know where your revenue is coming from and the only choice is really about optimizing that revenue for you in a way that makes you as profitable as possible because you know you don't want to run a business unless you have to i mean you don't want want to run a business where you are simply, you know, um, hauling in customers and they, you know, leave uh, and you never have repeat purchase. And they don't even pay that much for you. Your margins are low because they don't really see how you're different. So being the only choice is about radical differentiation. So, you know, finding a very narrow target group and becoming the only choice to them. And that is the best way to grow, to create, grow and scale a profitable brand and business. Anyways, so uh, without um, you know revealing all of it to you, uh, here is the episode directly from the course. This is one of the 70 videos or so that you'll find inside uh, Brand Mastery. So, okay, so now it's time to talk about what the only strategy really is all about. So, the premise of the strategy is simple. It says that you should only choose to serve customers that might think of you as their only choice, that have the potential to think of you, your brand, as their only choice. And then, as you find, as you discover and learn about these customers, which I call the ideal customer, you will use all your energy, all your creativity, your imagination, your discipline, to create a total brand offering for these people that they will not be able to resist. You're going to create massive value for a very highly selected group of people. Now, that's the only way that you can create the most value. The idea with the only strategy is about focus. It's about really super focus, zooming in on a very narrow target and becoming the only choice for those people. And you know, there is an exact formula for how you're going to do that. And that's something we're going to dive into in a little bit. But before we go there, I still want to share a little bit about, you know, how this works, because, you know, I know that when people hear about this strategy, they feel like, oh, hmm, that's quite simple. But at the same time, you know, you might be worrying about, you know, what this would really mean for your business. So, first of all, you know, to really execute this idea, you're going to have to choose who to serve. And that also means choosing what you're not going to do, who you're not going to serve. And that can cause a little bit of pain. But as I said, like, if you look at the greatest brands on the planet, that's really how they got to where they are. They did not serve too many customers. They did not become mediocre. So another question that I know that some of you might be thinking, especially if you're working for a more established business or a brand, uh, you know, you're not starting out, you're not trying to create your first brand or business. It might be this question about, 
you know, okay, this is all well and good. This is good for when you start, but it, does it work when I'm a bigger business? So the answer is yes, it does work for you. Like, let me illustrate how you can use it to get back on track, to get, you know, clear about your positioning, about who you exist for, and, uh, and how that's going to, you know, reinvigorate your whole business. So you might remember this story when Steve Jobs you know, came back to Apple in 1997. So he was first ousted from the company that he built in 1985. And then he went on to build Pixar and he went on to build, uh, you know, Next Computer and he did a lot of other cool stuff that made him a multi-billionaire many times over. And then he came back to Apple and the first thing he did, you know, he looked at the product portfolio and he realized that Apple had been slipping into mediocrity. And what I mean by that is they had become so similar to all the other PC brands that there wasn't really any excitement there anymore. And Apple had lost touch with their you know, core customer group, their ideal customers. And so what happened was he came in and he killed almost all the products and particularly the ones in the pipeline. There were so many different products in the pipeline. There were so many different products on the market. And basically he just kept a handful. And you know, even today, that Apple only basically sells a handful of products. So he, you know, created the iMac, the iPod, and all these ingenious new products. But he did that by focusing their whole, you know, the whole effort of the company on simplifying and creating great products for people who really love them. So he didn't abandon these ideal customers, or which I will be talking about as the power base, those best customers that he could possibly have that will root for you and they will buy more, more often at higher prices. I call that the power base. You're going to learn all about it in, a, in the next module. But that's what he did and that's where you can refocus your company. You can go back to any size organization and use the only strategy and it will help you get back on track and build a highly differentiated, well-positioned brand and business. So that was that for this session. In the next session, we're going to continue. This is the strategy. Like these were the big ideas, the concept behind the only strategy. And now we're going to jump into you know, the formula because there is a formula that you will apply to build your own only choice brand.